Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you heard all the rave about the new Quick Grill located inside the Be Quick Chevron on Veterans Boulevard? Come visit Be Quick Chevron along with Quick Grill, Be Quick Food Marts, your locally owned hometown convenience store, wherever you are. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the story straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way. Their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river moving slow. In a Mississippi Minute. That's right. Today on In a Mississippi Minute, I'm heading, heading way up to over to Maine. Talking with a gentleman I met many moons ago from over the years, we've become good friends. We're going to get a little heavy today as we discuss a number of things, but particularly human trafficking, which is never easy and very difficult to discuss most times in any circle. But it is at the forefront of parties and in a lot of states now, including here in our very own Mississippi. I'm getting all worked up just thinking about it, but we do have an obligation to stop it and the ones responsible to put them away. Our guest today mattered big time in the cause. And it was part of his job to arrest the bad guys and help repair these women, get them off the streets and back into society. And that's what he did. When I was asked to write a song to help bring awareness for this mission many years ago, I called one man, this man, for advice. It was imperative to get the story right. The song is called The Sky Is Fallen, Patty Joe's Prayer. You can check it out anytime, anywhere you listen to music. An author as well, working on his second book as we speak. We will delve into this and all right now with retired, sort of, Detective Sergeant Steve Webster. What's up, Steve-O? Hey, hey. It's really good to talk to you, and I appreciate you taking the time. Well, as always, I've been looking forward to getting together and having a lot of wonderful people listening uh, on our chat. We are in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studios, by the way, and I know you've been doing the same thing with your, your great state of Maine. I've spent a lot of time there with you over the years and watched your dedication for, you know, just people in general. So before we get into the heaviness of all this, because there's other subjects I do want to talk about, I want to talk about first, Steve, did you come from a, a lineage, uh, a generational commitment of family members that were first responders, police officers, fire, you know how it, is, how it goes. Well, my dad was a firefighter. Um, God rest his soul. He was a firefighter for uh, for over 20 years, rose to the level of uh, deputy chief in the great city of Portland. I actually got into law enforcement by chance. Um, I was in the military. I was serving over in Germany, and I basically picked up a book one day. I had no idea what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. And one of the guys that I served with had a book, and it was on criminal justice. It was that simple. Because this was back in the, you know, early 80s. So back then I put a lot of coins in a phone booth over there in Germany and called my mother at the time and said, hey, I think I'm going to be a cop. 
and that was it. I came back, went to college for a couple of years, got hired, and 30 years later, I retired. Like like a lot of guys that are firemen and police officers, military, they retire, and then they get bored, and they go do something else. So you're doing something else. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. I know you're doing a lot of traveling as well with your new, uh, new gig, uh, but it has a lot to do with your past. We're talking to Steve Webster. Steve, take me back growing up. The where, the when. I grew up in the the small town of Westbrook, Maine. It, it, it's in the outskirts of Portland. Um, many people, I say, <laughs> I say I'm from the state of Maine. They say, "Well, state? What state is that in?" Because you know it's 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 pretty far up here. I mean, Canada's the only thing on the other side of us. But uh, <laughs> it's a small community, but I really liked it. Had some good friends. Managed to stay out of trouble. Uh, but like many kids, I just didn't know what I wanted to do. So I managed to get through high school. I was one of those marginal students who decided it was more important to get a job and buy a car than study too much. <laughs> so that's why I, I graduated, joined the Army. and uh, but, but I'm at this point in my life, I'm a firm believer in education because I'm that guy that went back to school when I was in my mid-40s and got my bachelor's degree in criminal justice, and then somehow kept going and got a master's degree in leadership. And uh, of the many things I've done wrong, I am pretty proud of the fact that I was <laughs> brave enough to go back to school later in life, and uh, hopefully it served me well. Okay, so I would I would struggle with this, because I still have nightmares of waking up, you know, and I have to come downstairs and look at my diploma to make sure it was still there, because, you know, not being prepared, not not paying attention like I should have, not taking it seriously. You, you know what I mean? Like, it was more important that what gig I had that night, because the band was playing in college, and what intramural activity we had, you know, trying to win football or basketball or softball or tennis, wood, golf, whatever. We were trying to win it all. And all that was like a priority. <laughs> you know what I mean? It should have been... It should have been Three, two and three there, but I've got number one here, which was studying. You know, so was it difficult to go back and like retrain your brain, or was it was it really easy because you knew how to focus? Now you had a family, responsibilities. A lot of times, you know, or most times that that makes somebody step up and and focus on what they need to and deliver. I mean, was it difficult for you to just sort of get back in the classroom? I think it was really difficult in some aspects. Take algebra, for example. I took it in high school and didn't do... Uh, okay, I took it three times in high school. Didn't do that well. And when I had to take it again 20-something years later, it was a struggle. But I, I, I worked hard, I got through it, and I passed the class. But on the other hand, I think it was so much easier for me because at that point I had life experience that many 19- and 20-year-olds didn't have. So I understood the problems. I'd probably dealt with the problems, mm -hmm. especially when I got to the master's level. I mean, I was taking classes with people that are a lot younger than me, but I could literally type eight or ten pages on a situation that I'd actually been through, and they just didn't have that life experience yet. So it was tough for algebra, but the rest, it was a piece of cake. I love it. We're talking to Steve Webster. He's up in the great state of Maine. I can't wait to come visit him. Tell me the inspiration behind the book. It's been a while, and tell our listeners as well. Yeah, the first book that I wrote, uh, One Promise Kept, um, it, it was basically just me writing for therapy. Uh, it was my it was my therapeutic uh, respite, if you will, 
because anybody that is in law enforcement or a first responder of any type, or the military for that matter, I think they can all write a book. The only difference is I did. It uh, doesn't make me any better or worse than anybody else. I just started writing some words one day, and the next thing I know, I'm like, wow, I feel like... It. When I say write them, I literally wrote them on a piece of paper. And it got to the point where I had about 300 handwritten pages, and I went to a buddy of mine who was uh, at the time a reporter, and I said, can you just read this for me? And about a month later, I finally called him and said, look, it's, it's okay if it's that bad. Just tell me. I, I can handle it. <laughs> and he said, no, it's, it's not that. He said, it's that good. It just needs to be tweaked a little bit. So right. he ended up helping me, and we got it down to about 158 pages, I think, um, typed. And I self-published because... I approached a couple of publishing companies, but I, I don't, you know me, I'm kind of stubborn, and I didn't want somebody telling me what I could or couldn't say because it was my story. Right. So, uh, you know, I got it printed, and I will never forget the printing company said, how many copies do you want? I said, well, I don't know. They said, if you're lucky, you'll sell 250 copies. I said, good enough. Give me 1,000 copies. <laughs> you're always and, an uh, <laughs> don't, don't ask me how, but within one month, one month because of you know friends and facebook and social media i think we sold all thousand copies in less than a month wow. uh, so i had to order some more so uh, you know I, I got lucky um and again it's just my story because when you're dealing with the things that anybody in law enforcement deals with on a daily basis i equate it to a traumatic incident or a death scene or anything like that, it's like a punch to the gut. And eventually, if you don't learn to protect that gut or give it time to heal, you're going to be walking around bent over and your gut's going to hurt all the time. So that writing for me, that allowed me to heal inside because many people don't know this, but twice as many police officers, twice as many take their own lives every year as those that lose their lives in the line of duty. Wow. And to me, that's just not cool. So right. I, I just I just tell people, yeah, yeah, we hurt, we bleed. It, it, it's just a fact of life, but it's okay to talk about it. So, so you're saying purging, is- you know, it's like songwriters. Well, our our situation is obviously not detrimental and you're not you're not faced with what you guys are faced with on a daily basis okay so i get that in, in military of course i understand that but i, I also understand that that re- any sort of release uh this bottled up you know you can you can get that sick feeling in your stomach and people need to have some sort of way of expressing themselves to release that that awful feeling you know and then it then it, then it turns into getting sick like real real physical illness and I, I've been there before and I know a lot of us have within our own you know dynamics our own uh, it's our own level of uh, of our situational right your situational situation man I, I just don't even know how you do it we're going to dig further into that and we're going to start talking about a tough subject we're with Detective Sergeant my man retired but not retired Steve Webster you're in the Mississippi Minute in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studios don't go nowhere
From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny conditions with a 60% chance of rain, high near 93. Tonight, a 20% chance of rain, partly cloudy, low around 73. Your finally Friday, a 3 in 10 shot of the wet stuff, sunny skies, high near 93. And for your Saturday, a 50-50 shot of rain, mostly sunny, high near 93. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at nodripms.com. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. TrustCare. Feel better, faster. The first place Mississippi Braves return to Trustmark Park Tuesday, August 24th through Sunday, August 29th versus the Pensacola Blue Wahoos. Join us for Bark in the Park on Tuesday, August 24th, First Responders Day on Wednesday, August 25th, and Thursday, Thursday, plus live trivia on Thursday, August the 26th. On Friday, the first 1,000 fans will receive a Drew Waters statue, recognizing the former Embrace Outfielders 2019 Southern League MVP season. Saturday, August 28th, the Embrace will honor the the 100th anniversary of the Negro Leagues by wearing the jerseys of the Atlanta Black Crackers. These special jerseys will be available via silent auction during the game followed by Delta Blues themed post-game fireworks presented by Jackson State University. The homestand concludes with a family fun day, 205 matinee on Sunday, August the 29th. For tickets and more information, visit MississippiBraves.com or call 888-BRAVES-4. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental. We at Capital Dental want you to be confident in a bright and healthy smile that you can be proud of. We provide teeth whitening to brighten your smile. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm with my man, Steve Webster, author, man that has fixed many things with a big old heart. He's up in the great state of Maine. Steve-O, your incredible, incredible dedication to not only getting the bad guys off the streets. I mean, how did you end up there? I did not volunteer. Um, and And I think it's important for your listeners to understand what human trafficking actually is because you hear the term but it can be broken down into two different topics one is forced labor and one is forced sexual exploitation and that's what i 
got sucked into, if you will. I did not volunteer. It, it takes either the threat of violence, force, coercion to get people into what is called human trafficking. And it was probably around 2013 or so. I had already been a police officer for 25 years. And a prosecutor called me and said, hey, I need you to do me a favor. And this particular prosecutor, you didn't ask any questions. You just said, what do you need? So I need you to go talk to these people. I said, what, what do I need to talk to them about? Oh, you'll figure it out when you get there. I'm like, okay. I didn't ask any questions. And I made arrangements to meet with them. I went to their house. Very nice house. Very nice people. I mean, seemed to be great parents, just like you. And within about five minutes, my whole world changed uh, because... The father, who has since passed, came around the corner, and he had a cell phone in his hand, and he, and he showed me a picture. I'm like, well, who's that? He said, that's, that's my daughter. And you could say that she was scantily clad, and her picture was up on a particular website. And I'm like, wow. Uh, I, I really had no words. I knew what was going on, but that was about the extent of it. And the only thing I could say before I left the house, because I was just, I was dumbstruck. I'm like, I, I, I don't know what to do. I looked at them and said, I don't know how, but I'm going to find your daughter. Because they told me that she basically disappeared. Um, when they met with her, she would be in a hotel and there would be people watching her. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. I mean, this is their daughter, their flesh and yeah, no, no, blood, no, is... and I mean, I just ached for them. And, you know, I mean, I have daughters. I'm like, man, if that was me, I would want somebody, somebody to try to help her. Right. So I called some friends and said, what do I do? Um, long story short, we found her. Um, she is alive today, has been through a lot, uh, but she was definitely, definitely being trafficked, um, basically from the Providence, Rhode Island area, all the way up to northern Maine, uh, back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she had some mental health issues. She had a, a drug problem, which is not uncommon. But she was a human being being treated like an animal. And I was like, no, nah, ain't going to happen. Not right. on my watch. So when you do something like that, and, and there were very few people in the state of Maine, and I'm willing to bet across this country at that point who were actually investigating those cases, so when you do one case, everybody thinks you're an expert. Well, I will tell you and everybody else, I am no expert, never have been, never will be. The only expert when it comes to human trafficking are the victims of, of human trafficking. You can't read it in a book. You've you got to live it. And it's just a terrible existence. But the phone started ringing, and people would call me. And the next thing I knew, I'm like pretty much spending most of my time investigating sexual exploitation cases. And... It was the worst part of my career, and it was the best part of my career because it was so draining. It consumed every inch of my being, yeah. twenty-four hours a day. I noticed it. I mean, I noticed it because I knew you. I knew you before, you know. Yeah. So, so before we talk about the rehabilitation and what really goes into that, uh, how how is someone targeted? You know, where are they vulnerable? I'm asked all the time, what does a trafficking victim look like? There is no color, there is no shape, there is no size. It's similar to the drug problem where they, they are not discriminating at all. 
they they may get sucked into what we call the life because of a drug problem. Mm-hmm. Many of them were sexually abused as children, and that alters the way they think because that's how they survived. And there is a difference between a victim and a survivor. Um, you go from one stage to the other, and the victim stage is just not pretty at all. But I've had them literally as old as 55 years old, uh, no drug problem, but they lost their job, they didn't qualify for benefits of any type, and they needed to support their kids. Mm -hmm. So they hooked up with the wrong person, or they just did it on their own. And I think it is important for people to understand that even if somebody isn't being trafficked, that doesn't mean they're enjoying selling their body. I have never met anybody, not one person, maybe they're out there, but I haven't found them. Not one person that has said, I enjoy selling my body and soul. It yeah. just doesn't happen. Mm. So there is no picture. There is no portrait you can put on the wall. They, they come in all shapes and sizes, different backgrounds, good parents, bad parents, great childhoods, not so good childhood. They're just human beings that find themselves in a, a terrible, terrible situation that is so hard to get out of. There are there are some people. Well, a great, I think a great example is our southern border. People come across the border, whether it's legally or really illegally, and they may end up working for you know two dollars a day somewhere in the United States, and they're being you know beat. They're taking their uh, passports away from them. That's forced labor. Gotcha. So that is human trafficking as well. And the other side of that is the forced sexual exploitation, which also happens to a lot of those people coming across the border, either mm. illegally or legally. And, and it's, it's a travesty. It really is. But it's happening, and it's happening all over the country. Okay, as a guy on the side of the law, we're talking to Steve Webster, a guy on your side of the fence, right? Is there potentially some uh, evil doings? On the supposedly good side? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There are two things that, that make this world go. One of them is money and one of them is sex. That's the bottom line. Yeah. And there are some bad people out there. And we, as people who live in a bubble, that was always my job as a police officer, was to keep people thinking, oh, it's, it's safe, everything's great. Well, for the most part, it is. But we also have to be realistic enough to understand and accept that there are some bad people out there that will take advantage of anybody and anything to benefit them. Trafficking human beings is more lucrative and less risky than selling drugs. Right. Because the odds of them getting caught are slim because these victims, when they're in that life, are scared to death. And it was so tough for me to get the victims to actually testify in court. But that's when you had to build a relationship with them. They had to trust you. And as you know, it, it takes time to build up that trust. And, I mean, there are bad things happening all over this country. But that's all we can do is encourage people to be aware. And, and it's so gratifying now to go into stores and see signs that say, hey, you know, if you suspect human trafficking, call this number. That never happened before. 
and it's going to be an evolution. It's going to take time. I liken it to the domestic violence laws. If you, you were, you're old as me, you remember years ago, you could assault your wife and nothing happened. Yeah. They say, don't do, don't do that anymore. But now there are laws mm. that mandate an arrest, and hopefully that will happen here. But I think it's just going to take time because, unfortunately, there are some people that think that they're, oh, well, they're just prostitutes. They're throwaway yeah, people. Right, right. And, and I was that hardened, crusty old veteran cop who thought the same way. So I don't fault people, but then I became involved in it, and I'm like, wow, they cry, they bleed, yeah. they hurt, just like everybody else, and they're human beings, and they do not deserve to be treated this way. But none of us, none of us can save them, per se. The only thing we can do is give them an opportunity to turn their lives around. And then they have to take that opportunity and do something with it. And some of the women that you met that night, yeah. they literally went from living in parking garages, addicted to opiates, to getting college degrees and having a good job and living independently. So it is possible, but we have to have a system in place that gives them that opportunity. And right now... Yeah, we really don't. Right. The system is really messed up. Right. We're going to continue talking about this and much more with my man, Steve Webster. Uh, you're in the Mississippi Minute. We are in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. Steve, this is the part of the show, even in this show, we still have, you get to play DJ. i got to continue my tradition. So we are the birthplace of American music down here. I know you love our Mississippi music. So would you like to hear, let's say, Conway Twitty or Jimmy Buffett? Conway Twitty. I still remember listening to that man when I was a bit younger. That's awesome. Great talent. Don't go nowhere. One in a Mississippi minute. I'm Steve Azar. Here's some Conway. That's my job. That's what I do. Everything I do is because of you to keep you safe with me. Since 1871, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton has been providing everything you need. Everything for your house, fencing, plumbing, flowers, lumber. Everything for your animals, dogs, cats, birds, chickens, cows, horses. And everything for your patio and yard. Bayou Classic Cookers, Wind Chimes, Orca and Pelican Coolers, along with Surrender Fire Ant Killer. We have most everything. 150 years of serving the community, family owned and operated. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton since 1871. We'll see you soon. COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, RJ Young is here to help. We provide key technology solutions to power your business, like temperature kiosks, smart security systems, backfile scanning, managed IT services, digital lockers, and more. RJ Young will help you to ensure safety and productivity in the workplace. To learn more, visit rjyoung.com slash covid Green Home Solutions is a proud VIP sponsor of The Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. 
Tired of being gone from home all week? If so, Union Corrugating has an immediate need for Class A CDL drivers in the Vicksburg area. Competitive pay, paid time off, 401k match, plus medical and dental benefits. Right, right now, there's, there's a $5,000 sign-on bonus to all Class A CDL drivers that join our team. Call 1-888-661-0577 or visit Indeed.com. Union Corrugating, a leading manufacturer of metal roofing, an equal opportunity employer. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. For all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. Glass Networks, they're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop. Well, you can tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass, and there'll be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is locally owned and operated, and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops, or they'll even come to you in the Tri-County area for free. That's right, free mobile service. At Venable Glass, they also do frameless and frame shower doors, mirrors cut to size and installed, picture frame glass, tables, desktops, insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts, and heavy equipment glass. Venable Glass. They'll come out and give you a free estimate. They want to work hard for your business. Venable Glass. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on Saturday, 8 to noon. Hey, there's two locations, too, in Ridgeland at 660 Highway 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South in Crossgates. Check them out on the web at VenableGlass.com. Remember, for all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. 601-605-4440. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Wednesday, health officials confirmed Mississippi's sixth pediatric COVID-related death in a child between the ages of one and five. State epidemiologist Dr. Paul Byers says case numbers are rising among children, and that could lead to more negative outcomes. We're going to continue to see some increased hospitalizations. And unfortunately, some children who are infected with COVID will have some more severe complications. The vast majority of children do recover. Emergency services in the state are stretched thin, according to Director of Health Protection Jim Craig. The pressures on the healthcare system have resulted in longer transfers and in some cases longer wait times. Ambulance services report sufficient ambulances but lack necessary staffing. Mississippi has requested an additional 259 emergency tacticians and paramedics from FEMA. For more information, find us online at supertalk.fm. Trustmark checking fits you to a T. Use the My Trustmark app to bank anywhere from your truck to a tent. Make mobile payments at retailers from Tampa to Tacoma. And with new plus checking, you'll even get discounts on trips. Trip? Oh, hey, you stole my line. You need plus checking. It has identity theft protection, too. Trustmark. People you trust. Advice that works. Member FDIC. Get ready for the Mighty Roots Music Festival October 1st and 2nd on historic Stovall Farms in Clarksdale, Mississippi, presented by Wade Incorporated. Musical appearances by Deer Tick, Keller Williams, Mystic Bowie's Talking Dreads, Radney Foster, and more. Campsites available, food trucks, vendors, and late-night music till 2 a.m. For tickets and more information, MightyRootsMusicFestival.com. Sponsored by Visit Mississippi and Visit Clarksdale. Come on and make your plans to spend the weekend with us at Mighty Roots Music Festival. Hi, I'm Billy Kinder, host of Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. Here, the show Saturdays at 1, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Turkeys, whitetail, Grenada Lake crappie, or Gulfport redfish. We enjoy it all, especially when you're in camp with us on Super Talk Mississippi. 
keeping you up to date with news, weather, and politics that affect you and your family. Up to the minute reports on air and always online at supertalk.fm. Your statewide news network, Supertalk Mississippi News at supertalk.fm. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Supertalk Mississippi. Steve Azar, touching on some heavy, heavy stuff today. My pal Steve Webster has spent a long time in law enforcement up in the great state of Maine. You are in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studios. Uh, Steve, you bring up some questions. We're talking human trafficking for, for anybody out there that's... Uh, Listening and struggling to listen. I struggle to even say the words, so it's very difficult. What's the penalties when catching a bad guy for real and keeping them off the streets and the means to keep doing it? Well, that's a great question. And before I answer it, I just want to take two seconds to applaud you for having the fortitude to actually talk about the subject. It's not easy to talk about. But you got to get it out there because, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, if people hear it, maybe they you know, if we can change one mind, we can change one life. And that's all that matters. I, I but, appreciate that. But the, the, it's easy to do when I'm around you. It's a commitment I feel like I have towards you. And then, like I said, I've been telling you, I've been hearing a lot about it here, you know, on Mississippi soil. And I haven't before. And it's interesting. So as you discuss the judiciary side and what's going on uh, on both sides of the fence there. Also want to talk about how the warning signs uh, later as well. So let's don't forget about that when people are sort of, you know, if they if if they have an extra eye on it now or a little bit more attentive toward it, you know, you know, how can you help? So let's start with the first question. Okay, as as far as the courts, uh, there are two issues. Issue number one is most state laws because you've got the state government and federal government, and I would arrest somebody up here, and the state laws, if the person was convicted of human trafficking, per se, they might get a couple of years in jail. However, if the federal government prosecuted that same person, they might get 12 to 15 up to life, depending on their criminal history. So we tried to take the cases federal because they right. would get more... Uh, more of a penalty, if you will. What was the jurisdiction? Uh, what was the you know the line that was drawn in the sand between state and federal? Well, there really isn't one. But the big big thing that gets them is when they take somebody across state lines for the purposes of exploiting them or trafficking them. That's actually a sentence enha- enhancement, if you will, and it's a great way to suck in the federal government. They love those cases, and they have the resources and and the time to put into these cases to get a successful prosecution and put these really bad people uh, in prison for a long time because some people that were charged on the state level, if you will, or locally, you know, a year or two later, they're out of jail doing the same thing all over again. I'm like, well, that's, that's not good. So, you know, it's a, it's a tough case to make, but they can be made. But you're not going to make them without a without a victim or in a witness. So you need to not only arrest the bad people. And I will say that unless I absolutely had to for the past the last several years of my career, I did not arrest any victim. We would try to get them help, but locking them up and putting them in jail is not going to get them help. So, so for my listeners, needed- I got to interrupt real quick. So I, just the heart in you, I remember you would 
wake up middle. We would we'd be out later. You'd leave, so it was maybe eleven o'clock at night or whatever. Or I'd wake up the next morning uh, when we were doing a show there, and and you'd uh, you would look tired the next day, and you go, I had to get up at two in the morning or three in the morning and get a couple of victims, get them into the hotel, and you had made it made a, a a great relationship with the hotel owner and. You were sneaking them in in the middle of the night, right? Giving them a, a place to go to sleep and get cleaned up, and uh, and that's what you did. And I just, man, that moved me so much. Still does even thinking about it. But uh, I just wanted to inject that because that's that's who you are, you know. Well, and and I, and I appreciate that, but you bring up a point that people don't don't understand, and that is you're taking a victim who has no self esteem, is scared to death. Right. is used to being threatened, et cetera, et cetera. And the last place you want to bring them when you get them out of the life and and finding freedom is a shelter. You just don't want to bring them there because who is it shelters? The most vulnerable people. So that's where the pimps and the bad people will target them. How do they not so, find them? I mean, like, how, you know, they don't, they're not, I mean, how are you getting them away? And, and you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean. Oh, I was pretty sneaky. I take yeah. their phone away from them because oh, they try to find them. Oh yeah! But it was a team effort, and I had some really good people helping me. And it's all about resources. It, it, again, in a perfect world, you could get a woman and and, and say, "All right, we have a safe place for you to go. Mm-hmm. That you're going to get treatment for your uh, drug addiction if they have it. We're going to get you some life skills and things like." Build up your self-esteem. But places like that, man, they are few and far between. And, and I'm willing to bet there aren't a ton of them in Mississippi either. I think in all of New England, the last I knew, and I have been retired for a few years, the last I knew there were maybe 16 beds in all of New England designed specifically for sex trafficking victims. Mm. Long-term mm. residential treatment programs, which is what they need. 16 versus how many uh or out there, do you feel at any given time? Uh, it's really tough to answer that question. I mean, I'm guessing. The last I knew, the estimate is there are two to three hundred uh, victims that are trafficked in the state of Maine each year. Mm. Now you have to remember that Maine is not Mississippi. It's not Washington D.C. It's not Philadelphia. It's not Detroit. These large metropolitan areas. We're a pretty small place. Right. We have 1.3 million in the entire state. So if we have two to three hundred trafficked, imagine how many are being trafficked right in your backyard in Mississippi. Just imagine. Well, are you – get back to the judiciary side. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt that, but you, you brought up some points that I just wanted to not forget. We're all over the place. Uh, no, 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 no. It's, it's great. I mean, no, it, it's good because I do want to get back to a little bit of the judiciary side and – you were finishing up. I think you're wrapping up. But the bottom line is I get the difference between federal and state now. Um, and I got that. And you want it to be tried federal as many times as you can because you got longer sentences for the for these creeps and bad guys. But what uh, what's what laws are in place now it, with all the work you did? I know you did a lot of governmental work was, you know, and working with your uh, your governor, working with your lieutenant governor. um they were very involved and vested, it seemed to me, and interested and, like, concerned. So what uh, laws have been changed, maybe, to benefit uh, you know, society, keep these people off very the streets? Very few. 
unfortunately very few. They did enhance some of the penalties, but the one that really needs to be enhanced, in my opinion, and this is something you can do in Mississippi and every backyard across this country, is this is a supply and demand business. If we didn't have mostly men, but there are some women, buying women out there, if we didn't have that, then guess what? We would have a lot fewer victims. But we need to increase the penalties for the customers, or what they call johns. When they get caught soliciting prostitutes, it should be more than a $100 fine. They need to go to jail, or they need to go to a, take a class to realize why it's so bad and, and pay a substantial fine put their picture in the newspaper. I, I love doing stings where I could put eight or ten dudes' pictures in the newspaper the next day. And you know what? They're doctors, lawyers, bankers. They're everybody. They, don't, they, they just don't care. But until we can discourage men from buying women, it's always going to be out there. They say it's the oldest profession. It's not a profession. And it's not something we want to legalize, in my opinion, because what happens if you legalize something? What are we telling our kids? It's okay. It's okay. No, it's not okay. It is not okay, just like domestic violence is not okay. Uh, Steve, like an alcoholic. Thanks for, get, thanks, for, thanks for getting me all wound up again. I know. I'm right. sorry. I apologize. I know that didn't, but, but you're going you're gonna to impact a lot of people today. Uh, and it always impacts me and reminds me, not that I like to be reminded about it, but we need to be. Uh, and, and like I said, I've been hearing a lot of uh, there's a lot of tension right now in our state. So it matters to me uh, on a personal level, you know, being the music and culture ambassador and all that. So that that matters to me. But also it matters to me anywhere like an alcoholic. Yes, is the short answer. And, and I find it fascinating that even though I'm retired some of these survivors, and they are survivors now, will call me, not all the time, but sometimes. But most importantly, they never forget my birthday, which is really cool. Hmm. But there are programs, and I'm sure there are some in Mississippi, that are long-term programs that build, it's almost like they're Humpty Dumpty, and I don't say that with any disrespect, but they are broken, and you need to put the pieces back together again. Most of them have anxiety, post-traumatic stress. They have been through more than you could ever imagine, and, and some of the stories I could tell, they're just unfortunately not suitable for your show, right. but they're really right. bad. Right. But it is a lifetime commitment, and it's a lifetime of not only rehabilitation, but finding that self-esteem. And a lot of the, the victims that become survivors and hang in there and, and get their lives back, they go on to be mentors for other women that are still in the life, which is huge. Because like I said, the only experts are those who have been there, have been there who have right. lived it. Right. We're talking to retired Detective Sergeant, my man, Steve Webster. Some heavy subjects. I'm having a hard time asking the questions. I'm stumbling this whole Mississippi minute. Uh, I got potholes and gravel roads along the way. Uh, it's difficult for me. We're going to keep Mississippi beautiful studios. Because like the dawn, you push it all away. I'm still trying to find Hey, folks, it's Steve Azar. My friends at Guarantee Bank are excited to introduce contactless debit cards. These contactless debit cards can make checking out quick and easy. 
tap-and-go process is quicker than inserting a chip card and way faster than using cash. How do you get your new contactless card? Well, it'll automatically be mailed to you when your debit card expires, or you can contact your local branch. Go to gbtonline.com to find out more. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Five-pound large Gulf Shrimp Special, $29.95. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Seeing is believing with up to 14 types of saltwater fillets. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland, just past Lake Harbor Drive, 601-790-9407. Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label Bridge Builders. Hi, this is Mark Shapley of M.M. Shapley Steakhouse. This past year, we were fortunate to see many new faces and reacquaint with old friends, and I believe I know why. Being from the Mississippi Delta, we learned how to entertain while creating a comfortable home environment, and that's M.M. Shapley Specialty. M.M. Shapley's is your place for award-winning steaks and homemade tamales. M.M. Shapley's, real, authentic, welcoming, fine dining. For reservations, visit mmshapleys.com or call 601-957-8000. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again. If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. Philium Corporation knows the technology is constantly evolving, especially in these challenging times. With so many people working at home, securing and guarding your company's data on-site or remotely is more critical than ever. As we all adapt to the new normal, Pillium continues to help you stay secure and current with IT support and security and forensics, plus cloud services and networking, mobile communications, body cams, and in-car video systems. Contact us at Pillium.com. Smart people, smart business, smart solutions. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. If you're about to start a project or remodel with wood, you need to think Miller Lumber in Richland. Since 1953, we've built a solid reputation of supplying quality wood at a lower price, like western red cedar and cypress lumber, as well as a wide variety of patterns in pine, cedar, and cypress. Shop Miller Lumber for the best price new pine flooring and treated lumber in town. Miller Lumber, 551 Old Highway 49 South in Richland. Visit MillerLumberSales.com, 601-936-7099. Mississippi Office of Homeland Security wants to remind you that public safety is everyone's responsibility. To help Mississippians take part in securing their communities, our office has created a C-Send app for smartphones that can send suspicious activity tips straight to the Mississippi Fusion Center. Download it for free from your app store today by searching C-Send. You can also report suspicious activity by phone to 888-4-SAFE-MS or 601-933-7200. Online reporting available at homelandsecurity.ms.gov. This is Jake Mangum, not some actor wearing a red shirt. Whenever I was up to bat at MSU, I would see Farm Bureau Insurance. 
They supported me then, and they take care of me now. I couldn't ask for more supportive teammates. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. A Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Wrapping up a Mississippi Minute with my pal, retired. He's not retired. Detective Sergeant Steve Webster uh, from the state of Maine. All the way doing a Mississippi Minute with me. We're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studios. So uh, do you think that that, as bad as it was, that it was very impactful with where we're heading now with human trafficking and and the awareness and maybe getting a lot done uh, positive? I think that sometimes any news is good news. And when bad things happen, you hope that something good comes out of it. I mean, that's, that's always my hope. And we, we had a local reporter that did a story uh, a month or so ago, and she, she called me. And I told her, hey, I'm retired. I don't want to do this. I'm retired. But she kept pestering me. So finally we chatted, and I told her where to go. And you know what? Where I told her to go, is, is they call it the track, where women mostly will walk up and down, up and down, up and down. And, and they're selling their bodies. She didn't believe me, but she went there. And then she started sending me pictures and videos. And I said, well, unless that woman is lost or really confused, give me one good reason why she has walked up and down that stretch right there for the past hour and a half. Right. Mm. She, this is a reporter. So if we can, we have to approach this like the drug problem, I think. There is a drug epidemic across the country. You're never going to get rid of it completely, just like you will never completely eliminate human trafficking. But we can minimize it. We can make a difference by focusing on education, prevention, and enforcement, and at the end, rehabilitation for the victim. Mm -hmm. And it starts with things like this. You are educating people. You are getting them to, if they haven't hung up yet, you know, change the channel, they're listening. And you know what? When they go see some young girl that just doesn't look right with an older dude, they're like, hmm, something's not right there. Mm -hmm. They may at least write down a license plate and call somebody. We have had airline um, flight attendants that have actually interceded in these, said something's not right here, and come to find out it was some young girl being trafficked. So everybody can make a difference if they just open their eyes, accept the fact that it's here, and not be afraid to stand up and say, I'm going to make one phone call. You know, maybe it's nothing, but it's worth a phone call. And if one guy can tell one of his friends it's not cool paying for another woman no matter what Mm -hmm. and that friend tells somebody else it's a grassroots effort that can just spread across the country because it has to start somewhere it has to start somewhere your book right is going to be all about this is that is that where you're heading your second book the book that i am working on now it's it's basically the last five years of my career and yes it talks of how i got into the the world of trafficking if you will and and i talk about some success stories and some failures because a lot of these folks they don't they don't turn out okay mm-hmm. they just don't and and that's the sad thing um but i'm hoping to have it done soon and and it's not about me, even though I talk about what I witnessed. It's about hope and how small victories actually matter. 
if you can get a victim, and, and this is the same in the drug world, if, if somebody has a child or a relative that's addicted to drugs, if you can get them through one day, right. one day of being drug-free, guess what? That's a small victory, and you've just shown them you can do it, and it gives them hope, because without hope, we have nothing. Can I ask you, Are is drugs a gateway? Alcoholism a gateway? Uh you just doesn't you don't fall out of the sky, right? I mean, just as happen. Okay, this is what I'm going to do, or you're you know you're more vulnerable, right? So is it a gateway to human trafficking? A lot, not all, but a lot of the victims that I dealt with did have a drug or alcohol problem. However, why did they get or how did they become addicted to drugs at 12 or 13 years old? Hmm. Yeah. Usually, they were somehow, whether it was sexually or physically or verbally abused as a child or, you know, some relative uh, did something they shouldn't have done, and they did the drugs to mask the pain. And, and I often ask them that question, you know, do you do the drugs to deal with the, the, the trafficking or do you do the trafficking to support the drugs? And it was like a 50-50 mix. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there are gateways into this, and the best thing you can do is love your kids. Be there for your kids. Watch your kids. Don't trust a lot of people. Uncle Ernie that comes in, nothing, no, nobody named Ernie. I don't care. I'm just using a name. But, yeah, yeah. you know, the guy that comes into town once every couple of years, don't let him take your kids unless you're with them. I'm sorry. Yeah. I am jaded now. Right. But I saw it so many times. Because more often than not, it's not a stranger that does something bad. Mm. It's somebody that is very close to you. With guys like Steve Webster, uh, I mean, I, it's it's just good to know that there's somebody that, that has the knowledge and the wherewithal and the fight and the heart and soul uh, to help. So we need a whole lot more of you. I want to thank you, Steve. Uh, hopefully uh, we've opened some doors and some eyes and hearts to this tragedy that's going on. Uh, and human trafficking and uh, so I appreciate you spending the time and, and making us all further aware of what to look out for and how to be concerned. We've been in the Mississippi Minute to keep Mississippi Beautiful Studios with Steve Webster. I'm Steve Azar. I'm Steve Azar in a Mississippi Minute all 60 of them where you can take your sweet time. Hey folks, it's Steve Azar. My friends at Guaranteed Bank are excited to introduce contactless debit cards. These contactless debit cards can make checking out quick and easy. The tap and go process is quicker than inserting a chip card and way faster than using cash. How do you get your new contactless card? Well, it'll automatically be mailed to you when your debit card expires or you can contact your local branch. Go to GBTOnline.com to find out more. Guaranteed Bank, member FDIC. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.